everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Facts and Fuckery. Hope you're all doing well. I got a good one for you today. It's going to be, we're going to be talking a lot about the UFO, UAP, I hate that term, situation going on. Uh, the takeover of Arrow. I got some statements by uh, people like uh, John Greenwald Jr. And... Um, some general fuckery that's going on in the UFO. Imagine that. Imagine fuckery going on in the UFO uh, <laughs> realm. That's crazy. What? That's crazy. Well, yeah, it's happening. So uh, let's start right out with this. Let's go with uh, the guy who's taken over Arrow, Carl Nell. And here's some interesting things about Carl Nell that I didn't know. Uh, this comes from several people uh, that are involved on the whole UFO Twitter um side of things the the realm i keep using that term realm anyway i don't know world ufo twitter that ufo hashtag ufo twitter world cheers everybody got my coffee um so here's what's going on here's about carl nell the selected champion of ufo twitter uh if you're you know now it's changed to x who gives a fuck it's twitter nobody's calling it x all right, everybody calls it uh, uh, formerly known as Twitter X or X formerly known as Twitter, but everybody's throwing Twitter in there. It's fucking Twitter. So anyway, so on Twitter, UFO Twitter, this guy Carl Nell is set to take over um, for Arrow because Sean Kirkpatrick is stepping down. But here's what's interesting about this Carl Nell guy. Now, yes, he's made a lot of claims. Yes, he's said a lot of things similar to Grush, similar to a lot of people in, in the UFO field, that there are crash retrievals. The U.S. government is in, in, in uh, possession of craft, crashed craft, and potentially bodies and aliens. Zero evidence, though, has been brought to the table. I want to believe this. I want to believe that we are actually in possession of advanced alien technology that would be amazing the, the the only thing that worries me of course like everything else is what the government is doing with it now if you talk to people like greer you talk to people like um grush and and all these people that are saying basically the same thing lou elizondo they all say that the u.s government has been this is where they get all their technology from they've said that night vision goggles came from um uh, advanced uh, uh, reverse engineering. Well, actually, it's attributed to the Nazis. So, is it the Nazis or is it uh, is it the U.S. government getting a hold of aliens? I tend to lean on Nazis, only because we know that they had technology that was thirty years at least ahead of any other government in the world at the time. 30 years, 30 years more advanced. So now that falls right in line with the statements made by like Ben Rich and other people that the government behind closed doors is also holding technology that is anywhere from 30 to 80 years ahead of where the public knows. So that all that being said, same statements. But here's what's interesting. So there's this argument from Grush that he was um, threatened because of his whistleblowing. He was he was uh, personally threatened, and, and he goes into very vague, very, oh, I can't go into it, you know, doing investigation purposes. But, yes, I've been threatened multiple times, very personally as well as professionally, which I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It certainly happens. Pardon me, I'm trying to caffeinate. Um so it's called reprisals. Reprisals is an act of retaliation. So that's what they call it in the government realm. In the I keep saying realm. In the government area, arena. In legal terms, it's called reprisals. Okay. So this guy, Carl Nell. Now we're talking about a guy who's supposed to take over Arrow, right? So everybody that's that wants arrow to prove which i do want them to prove the aliens exist but i don't believe that's what they're there for i believe this is all distraction this is all a, a big money capture game from the government 
to get the general public that doesn't want to fund war anymore to keep throwing money at the government, but for other reasons that they're going to use for whatever the fuck they want. So what do we not want? We don't want somebody who is going to hinder the process of people coming forward, right? Because that's the whole argument is, oh, well, people are being threatened and people are being, uh, people are being accosted and harassed for coming forward with their reports of UFOs from pilots to military personnel to government personnel are all supposedly being uh, marginalized and 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 uh, persecuted for their testimony and their reports of aliens and UFOs. That's the general rhetoric. Well, here we got a guy, Carl Nell, who has previously been found guilty. He has been found guilty of reprisals against a whistleblower and five times he has failed to get it overturned, get it removed, get it dismissed. Five times he's tried to appeal this and he's been denied, meaning that five times after the initial case, it was confirmed that yes, he did do this. So no, we're not going to dismiss it. We're not going to overturn it. Five times he was found guilty, not just once, five times. And there's court documents to prove this, by the way, all in the show notes. Check it out for yourself. Per the court documents, again, listed in the uh, show notes, in 2011, a quote, a subordinate officer accused plaintiff, who's Nell, of retaliating against her for whistleblowing allegations which were later substantiated by the Army's Inspector General. Plaintiff has attempted on at least five occasions to strike those findings from his military record. This is extremely interesting. It's extremely interesting that the guy you're getting in to take over for Sean Kirkpatrick, who I believe was genuine, and who I believe was just as interested in getting to the bottom of this as anyone else was, except he wasn't feeding anyone bullshit. He was just, he wanted to get to the facts, and what he was shown was not enough. Was not enough for him to determine that it was indeed aliens. And I agree with that. I believe that there is nobody that has adequate enough evidence to prove that aliens exist, let alone that the U.S. government is in possession of alien crashed craft. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So, I believe he was genuine, though, uh, Kirkpatrick. But now we've got a guy in who has a history, a history of harassing whistleblowers when they come forward with a report. So you're going to put a guy in with a history of harassing people. Why? Why? It's very, very interesting. Not only that, he's said to be corroborating and working with the UFO whistleblower, David Grush, who, as we know, former intelligence officer, claiming the government's holding alien bodies and craft, right? Okay. Ironically, Uh, uh, supposedly Grush had his uh, security clearance suspended after he talked with Corbell and Knapp. Well, that's per Corbell's uh, word, so take that for what you will. Uh, Not a fan, not a fan of Corbell. I think he's a lying, shysty little piece of shit. And and, uh, and so I I think the the fact that Grell likes to, or, or Corbell, well, Grell too, but Corbell likes to make himself um, out to be some UFO hero. All right, he's made some, I'll admit, they're good films. I like his movies, well shot, well directed, well produced. But the information that's provided is not evidence. He'll make it out like his movies and his films and his work are all like adding to the pile of evidence 
that supports the existence of of aliens and UFOs within the government. I, I say, no, it doesn't. In fact, most of his shit has been debunked. It's proven not to be anything, as in the Mojave Desert uh, lights that came down, the, the, the V-shape that turned out to be a military exercise that a whole bunch of people said that could be flares. And he was like, it's not flares, it was a craft. And then he has some whistleblower on the on the uh, on his show that that uh, anonymous of course several people that came forward to say oh no it was definitely not an exercise i was there and then guess what a military from the military's own website they show a training exercise in the exact same place the exact same night the exact formation where they showed it was flares it was indeed flares so he's full of shit. Anyways, all I'm saying is he's probably making that up. That Grush, he had his security clearance because Corbell's such an important guy that the whole government just took took away Grush's uh, clearance because he talked to Corbell because Corbell is such a UFO hero. Nah, I'm calling bullshit. And then, of course, you know, Corbell conveniently just says all of this on his show several images, videos of objects. Uh, 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 it, it's, 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 is it coincidence? I think not. So, Nell, Carl Nell, and Grush have a history together of them coming forward with these claims, and now they're coming forward together. That's no accident. That is no accident. There's an article by Modern Diplomacy, uh, and it says, Retired U.S. Army Colonel Carl Nell, who served alongside Grush in an early iteration of the U.S. government's contemporary UFO analysis efforts. Grush's assertion concerning the existence of terrestrial arms race occurring sub rosa over the past 80 years uh, focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origin is fundamentally correct. That's what they say, regardless. Regardless of what you think about Grush's claims and Nell's claims, look at the history of what Grush is claiming. Grush is claiming that he has been the victim of reprisals from the government. His own words. I have been a victim personally and professionally of reprisals reprisals from the government. And then he's working with a guy who is found guilty of reprisals within the government against whistleblowers. That's crazy suspicious. Crazy. It's very fishy. I don't get it. I'm very confused by this. I'm very confused by the players involved. Well, let me say this. I'm not confused because to me, it supports my theory that this is all fuckery. This is all fuckery within the government. So I feel as though it's par for the course. But I'm saying that if you believe all this shit that Grush and Nell and all these people are saying, well, then it does seem fishy that, well, then why would Grush be working with a guy who's found guilty of reprisals if he's been subject to these reprisals? Why would he want to associate with that? Does he not know about the history of this guy? And then not only that, why are people championing him to be into the uh, taking over the Arrow program? Why is it that they're not admonishing him for being for 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 harassing a whistleblower. So it's very odd. It's you have the victims of a bully in essence or or at least victims of bullying that are now propping up a bully from another case of the exact same thing that they're like they're bullying us and now they're going but let this bully in. I don't get it. I don't get it. So I I'm going to watch this as closely as I can uh, because I'm very suspicious of these people, Grush, all this. And as I've said before, I, you know, I definitely 
like Grush more after, um, you know, his, look at that tiny little picture. Look at that face. How can he, you know, I used to, it used to, he used to make me angry. I used to, every time I saw his face, similar to the way that Greer does, that Greer makes me angry. Uh, similar to that is Grush used to make me angry. And, but then when I saw him on Rogan, you know, that second half of that interview was so good. I really started to like Grush. I really did. I, I really liked him because his I like the way he thinks. I don't agree with what he's saying, but I, I like, I mean, in the first half, his whole, you know, rhetoric of crash retrievals and all that. I don't agree with that. I think it's bullshit, but I changed my opinion on him. I don't, I, I used to look at him as kind of like, like a, a disinformation agent that wasn't like a great, like a Doty. I used to look at him like a Doty. That he was infiltrating the UFO field and that he was spreading disinformation to, to you know, uh, uh, help the government achieve its goal of discrediting an entire group of people. Like similar to the hippie movement, similar to the way the government does this. So I think that's what's going on here, partly. And so when I saw him in, in the Rogan interview, all of a sudden when he starts talking about his theories and he's going into, look, I don't know, but I think it could be something like this. And him and Rogan are volleying back and forth about what their ideas of the universe and consciousness and, you know, all this stuff is. I really dug all of that because now he's just a guy talking about what he believes. And I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I think we should talk about what our beliefs are. I think we should talk about what our opinions are. I think we should express our thoughts and our feelings regarding this phenomenon because it is like nobody knows. But when you get these government stooges in here that start saying, well, I know this and I know that and I'm privy to the whole story, but I can't show you or tell you anything because of my NDAs and blah, 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 fucking blah. I don't like it. I don't like all that because you're arguing for transparency, but you're not giving us anything. But I feel that he is just a captured good guy. I, I, I That Rogan interview made me feel like Grush is a captured good guy. He wants to believe in this stuff. He, I would argue he does believe in this stuff. And he wants there to be this, this crash retrieval program. He wants there to be aliens. He wants to prove this phenomenon is real. So with that being the case, he is biased towards this information that he's being given. He's being fed. That is false. I believe it is false. It is disinformation. And he's so excited about hearing it from somebody with a lanyard and a badge and, and some stars on their collar that he's like, it has to be true. It has to be true because that's the nature of the military. You take orders. You don't question. If somebody comes up to you with a higher rank, you take their word for that shit. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's, he's doing what the military does or what a good soldier does. So I can't blame Grush for being that. I can't blame a dog for being a dog. I can't blame a soldier for being a soldier. I can't blame an, a counterintelligence officer for being a counterintelligence officer. But I could still say fuck Greer because you know what? I don't like that guy. And I do believe he is truly a Richard Doty type, a lying sack of shit. And along with Corbell, lying sack of shit. Because I feel that Corbell really does know that this shit doesn't add up. But he's just throwing it out there and seeing what sticks. And if it doesn't stick, he's like, oh, well, I mean, uh, who knows? I just don't like him. But anyways, I like Grush. I like Grush now. I just feel bad for him. You know, I mean, look at that dorky little guy. Look at him. He's just adorable. Anyways, you know. I just completely changed my outlook on Grush. Completely. That Rogan interview, dude. Good job, Rogan, man. That was that was because every other interview he's done, uh, I mean Grush has done, I I didn't like him at all. 
at all. I could barely stand watching him. But that Rogan interview was great. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> all right, so um, here's something very interesting. Along with these shenanigans that are going on in uh, within this UFO ufology, within ufology, here is something very interesting. Public statement regarding website language update. We at the New Paradigm Institute would like to address a phrase in our recent call for donations, right? Because they raise a lot of money. This is, by the way, this is, who is this guy? Do you see who this guy is? Oh, it's Daniel Sheehan. What's his name? Is it Daniel? David? Ah, I can't remember what it was. What is it? Uh, I have my notes here where it is. Um. I do with it. Oh, here it is. Jesus Christ. I apologize. Bear with me. Bear with me. I'm pretty sure it's Daniel Sheehan. Either way, Sheehan is the last name. So here's what it says. The use of the term privileged access to inside information in our appeal for contributions was not intended to convey exclusivity or secrecy. However, I mean, <laughs> the wording alone, privileged Access automatically assumes exclusivity, does it not? I mean, not necessarily secrecy, but certainly exclusivity. Privileged access to inside information. That is both exclusivity and secrecy. <laughs> but yet they say uh, it was not intended to convey exclusivity or secrecy. So here they say going forward, we will ensure that our language clearly communicates our dedication to inclusive participation and transparent information sharing. So here's what's interesting about this. What's interesting about this is that, um, oh, damn it, I had a whole little thing on this and I'm not sure where it went. Anyways, here's my take on this. Oh, yeah, here's what, please donate to support the Romero's Institute new initiative, our new paradigm project. Your gift will propel and sustain the essential investigation and conversation surrounding UAPs. Consider joining the Forum for Truth with a donation of $1,000 or more to gain privileged access to inside information and virtual discussions as we proceed. The thing is, is this. This is my biggest beef with all these people. Greer, the Sheehan character, Sharp, Elizondo, you name it. You name it. All these people, these talking heads of ufology. What bothers me, what grinds my gears about these guys is that they're constantly bitching about how the government is hiding shit. Not disclosing their sources, not disclosing their evidence, not giving the public what they deserve to know. And yet, and yet, all at the same time, never disclosing any evidence that they have, never disclosing any, they're all under NDAs, seemingly, because they all say, well, I can't give that, I can't, I can't say this, I can't tell you. They all say, well, so-and-so that I had connections with in the, you know, the CIA, but I can't tell you his name because he's still there. And, you know, so-and-so, high-ranking official, but I can't tell you their name. There's a constant, a constant pattern of withholding information in ufology from People in ufology while complaining that the government is withholding information. So if you're going to call the kettle black, pot, if you're a pot and you're going to call the kettle black, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then don't be stupid about it. Don't be, don't be hiding information and keeping information and then, not and then and then bitching that they are doing the same thing because that's it's 
in 33 years that Greer has been has been talking about disclosure and and how the government's holding all this stuff and the and the fleet of useful idiots that he's built along the way all saying the same thing he has never once provided a shred of proof or evidence at all he he brings up 400 whistleblowers that he claims because their stories with illustrated big cards behind illustrated illustrated artist renditions of their claims not real pictures not real anything artist renditions sketches doodles that he claims that all adds up to evidence no it does not it does not i can draw a picture of an alien being flying out of my ass at light speed that doesn't mean it happened unless i can show you the skid marks Okay, there's got to be something. And I'll admit that in some cases it is very compelling that there's, you know, there is, uh, you know, some radiation left over or some kind of imprint left over. But that doesn't mean alien. That doesn't mean alien. It could be anything that puts out radiation and leaves an imprint. Doesn't have to be cosmic traveling beings as much as I want it to be. It doesn't that it doesn't add up to that. It doesn't add up to that. So again, there's a lot of shenanigans afoot in ufology right now. Everything from that Nell guy to you know what Grush is saying that and and their connection Nell and Nell and Grush's connection is super weird. You know the fact that there's all these politicians that all of a sudden are on board. That should make you very skeptical. That should make you very skeptical. Why is the government all of a sudden helping people? That should make you very skeptical, okay? You know, it's not wishful thinking. All these people that are like, oh, no, the government finally is wanting to do the right thing. Oh, really? Oh, really? For what reason? What are they going to gain from this? What are they going to gain from this? Well, maybe they gain more from it being a distraction than they do from it being real. Think about that. And that leads me to this, okay? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, this is a very interesting take on this. And I, I love this. I love this. It crossed my mind to email. This is from Jack Brewer on Twitter. Uh... It crossed my mind to email a handful of UAP lobbyist startups and question and put their collective answers in a blog post. I'd ask, what if there is no UFO cover-up, no cover-up of an alien presence? Please address the possibility. And that's a that's a really, really valid point. And that's something that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about the fact that what if... What if there is no cover-up of aliens? What if there is no cover-up of UFOs? What if the cover-up involves something else? Like I've said, what if the cover-up is from the very beginning of all this? We're talking about prior to Roswell in the mid-30s. You have one of the greatest or the beginnings of one of the greatest transfers of technology in human history from the when when the world war 2 ended and we got a hold of a whole bunch of nazi technology and the people who worked on it the however many 1600 who knows the real number of nazi scientists that were brought over so we ended up with the same technology that was 30 years ahead of any other government in in the 1930s, the beginning of World War II, by the end of it, keep in mind the Nazis had went from 56, somewhere around 56 nuclear submarines, advanced submarines, to over 1,000 by the end of World War II. So they were ramping up technology. They weren't slowing down. So it started out as 30 
years ahead of whatever government. But what did it end up being? So now you bring that, you bring all those Nazi scientists over to the U.S. where now they're given money, lots of money. And they're given a life and the war, no more war to deal with. So what do they do? Now they put it all into R&D. And, and that, I think that's where a lot of this shit comes from. So now you have the greatest transfer of technology with the greatest, I would say the greatest whitewash of war crimes ever done. I mean, we're, we're talking about thousands of Nazi scientists that were despicable, horrible people. Some of the worst. We're not talking about the nice guys that were picked out. No, no, no. We're talking about the worst of the worst that were brought over. And you had to cover that up. They tried to make some camp in the beginning of, of Operation Paperclip. That uh, opera, it was, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was some little camp in the village that it was next to got wind of it and made a huge stink. So what did they had to do? They renamed it and they moved it. And that's how it all started. And I believe that that's, it started as a shell game and that's exactly what's going on now. But it doesn't involve aliens and UFOs. It involves super advanced technology that could help humanity and save humanity that instead the government is hoarding and not only hoarding, they're going out and actively taking away in the name of national security. They are confiscating and capturing civilian technology as it's implemented. Nikola Tesla is one of them. Stanley Myers, another one. I'm sure and, uh, there's more names I can't even remember and think of right now. That the government has actively stolen and captured their technology and research for under the name of national security. Nikola Tesla is one of the worst cases we know of. They funded Edison to take him down, left him completely discredited, uh, completely broke and poor, died that way. And then the moment he dies, they swoop in and they capture up his research. And they implement it in everything. You've got Nikola Tesla's technology in your goddamn cell phone right now. Mine's terrible. Anyways, but that's the truth. So why is it? Why, why is it that that's what? Why can't that be what's happening? Why can't that be what they're covering up? Instead of crash retrieval programs, it's snatch and grab civilian technology programs. But they want you to think it's aliens. I think the possibility is there. As possible as it is that cosmic beings are crash landing because they're dumb as fuck in the desert. Because I can't think of any other reason why a cosmic advanced super enlightened race would crash in the Mojave or in the in the uh, Mojave Desert. Is the Mojave Desert in Roswell, wherever the fuck that is. Anyways. You could tell I'm terrible at geography. But all I'm saying is, to me, that makes more, far more sense because we have evidence of that. We know that exists. We know the government does that. We have evidence of that. But everybody's so hung up trying to prove aliens and prove UFOs that that's what they're covering up, that they're missing what could potentially be the real answer. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? But... Along those same lines, you have uh, this, which is very interesting. Whoops. Where am I trying to go here? Well, God damn it, I had it. I took a dab. <laughs> I don't know why removed my link to what I was going to show you next. Now I can't find it. I had... What the hell did I do with it? Oh, brother, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous.
Oh, brother. Here we go. I found it. Oh, brother. I'm so dumb. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here's what I got. This is, uh, before I play it. So this is talking about, this is from Senator Chuck Schumer. And this is uh, courtesy of John Greenwell Jr. on Twitter. I love this guy. Because um, he he really, you know, he wants to believe in this stuff too he's been studying ufos and and uap uap i fucking um yeah the ufo phenomena for a long time he's been on the government's case about it he's the foia champion john greenwald jr and he i mean dude his website black vault has got like over three million declassified um foia papers that he's everything from uh, which we're actually going to go into after this. Um, all kinds of FBI overstepping with wiretappings and all kinds of spy stuff that they have implemented and things like that. Um, but he's got a phenomenal record of of all this. His website, again, the Black Vault, amazing, amazing. You got to go check it out. All kinds of great stuff. But he showed this, and this is about the JFK assassination records, which as you know, I would think you would know that they they have not released. They have still not released. Now, there was this whole idea that they were supposed to give us the JFK assassination records, which they never did. But according to Schumer, which is very interesting, hear what he has to say about this. Identified aerial phenomena generate intense curiosity. Whoops, I started midway. Hold on. While it's not related to China, House Republicans are also attempting to kill another common-sense bipartisan measure passed by the Senate, which, which I was proud to co-sponsor with Senator Rounds as the lead sponsor, to increase transparency around what the government does and does not know about unidentified aerial phenomena. Unidentified aerial phenomena generate intense curiosity for many Americans. And the risk for confusion and misinformation is high if the government isn't willing to be transparent. The measure I championed with Senator Rounds would create a board, just like we did with the JFK assassination records, to work through the declassification of many government records on UAPs. This model's been a terrific success for decades. It should be used again with UAPs, but once again, House Republicans are ready to kill this bipartisan provision. Now we're going to get the NDAA done this year, just like we have for more than six decades. But there's still some more work to do. So he On calls... Assault weapons ban. Brother assault weapons ban. He, he calls the JFK records that he says, we phenomenal success, just like we did with the JFK assassination records. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Did you did you see anything that told you like, oh, this is definitively how JFK was assassinated? No. No. As John Greenwald Jr. says, you can't call something a terrific success when it didn't produce what it was set out to produce, which was answers. And yet he claims that this same committees the same action the same tool that was implemented to give us the answers from of the jfk is now going to be used for ufos it's then we're never going to get real answers we're never going to get straight answers so again to reiterate my point my point is is that you're never going to get a straight answer from the government ever about anything. If they do give you a straight answer about something, I guarantee you it's because it benefits them. Not for humanitarian reasons or because it's what the people want. No. The people want peace. The people want prosperity. And the people don't want to pay fucking taxes. Okay? And none of you motherfuckers have done any of that. So, that's my point. Is that they have done shit for us in the past, I don't know, put in a number. 50 years? <laughs> longer? I don't know. So now, all of a sudden, because the people want to know about UFOs and they just need a billion dollars to make it happen, that they're going to give you the answers to UFOs? Just keep giving us money. We'll get to the bottom of it. No. Never going to happen. 
It's never going to happen. It, I want it to happen. Don't get me wrong. I want it to happen. But it's never going to happen. In, in fact, despite, despite all the new UAP, UFO-related legislation, offices and the funding that have gone into this, that we've been told will support, that we needed to support in order to get disclosure over the last five years, if not longer. UFO-related info has only become more classified. It has become more centralized. And and not only that, it's uh, based on what they remember the whole uh, oh uh, avenue to reporting that that shirt, uh, Kirkpatrick said that one of the last things he did before he you know uh, blew that popsicle stand known as Arrow. He said, "Oh, we're opening up an avenue for reporting as long as you are a part of Arrow." within the government and have knowledge of these government programs. Oh, and you're military. Otherwise, it's full access. No, it's been completely exempt from public disclosure. Now it's been routed through uh, several more departments than it was previously. It's the exact opposite of what we were told was going to happen. We were told in five years ago that if as long as we did this, that, and this, check these boxes, support the government in disclosure, fund the government in disclosure, and whatever they were, that we that they would produce disclosure, that we would get disclosure, we would get answers. We have gotten fewer answers and spent more money on the problem. And now there's more people involved in the process, which is just, it's just confusing everybody. It's confusing everything. As has been said, I've heard several people say this, which I think is a wonderful term. Welcome to the dark ages of ufology. And it is dominated, dominated by manipulative Intel influencers. That, that's all they are. They're these stupid, just like a bikini girl on Instagram that tells you to go buy mascara and whatever the fuck. It, that's exactly what they are. They are the they are the they are the the vapid influencers of social media now in ufology. There's celebrity UFO tainers and cultists. That's it. That's it. That's all that it's filled with now. And, and so that's what we're going to get. Phony disclosure. We're going to get phony disclosure that continues to reveal nothing. Nothing. And serves only, only to continue to hide where they're making money from and have these secret agendas to influence policy related to it. And that's it. That's what we're going to get. The dark ages of ufology. And we're in it. And all these people that are just championing, just, oh, Grush, oh, Greer, oh, Corbell, and Fox, and Sharp, and Nolan, and Graves, and Fravor, and all these people that are saying the same thing then that's what you're going to continue to get. So until somebody starts calling bullshit higher up than me, <laughs> they're not listening to me. So as long as we get somebody in there that's saying what I'm saying or or what any of these other people, Green Street saying, even Greenwald is saying, this is bullshit. It's unfortunate, but it's true. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So with that in mind, I want to talk about something else that I think is, is parallel to this, you know, because we're talking about transparency in government, right? 
Well, I think something else that's very akin to this is this section 702. Have you heard of this? You familiar with this? All right. Here's what it is. Section 702. Yeah. Section 702 is diabolical. But I'm going to get into it with you because I wasn't super familiar with it. Uh, I mean, I knew, you know, the tactics of NSA and the FBI to spy and all those things. But I didn't really know, like, the exact section and number and all that shit. Well, it's, it's Section 72. Here's what it is. In simple terms, Section 72 is a part of the U.S. law called the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA. Its main purpose is to allow the U.S. government to collect and monitor communications of targeted foreigners who are outside the U.S. Vague. The goal is to gather intelligence related to national security, including information about potential terror threats, cyber attacks, and other foreign dangers. However, it's important to note that even though the primary focus is on foreigners, the program can incidentally... <laughs> these are the words that are used in, in the briefings and things that, about Section 702. Incidentally, capture communications involving American citizens if they are in contact with the targeted foreigners. That's the, the narrative the debate around Section 702 revolves around finding the balance between maintaining national security and safeguarding the privacy of individuals, especially American citizens, right? Because we're funding the fucking Section 02, 702. All right, so here's this. It's this whole Big Brother's watching thing, right? And, and obviously, we all know we're being surveilled, you know, in public as well as cyber uh, on the internet, all that stuff. And people are getting jittery around this section 702 because it's being brought up again. It's being brought up again. In fact, there was this FBI director, Christopher Wright, Ray, it, he's who's urging the authorization of section 702, but we'll, we'll get into that. But first I want to go through a little bit of a history of this because I think it's important to know where these things come from. So let's go back to 1978 when they created FISA to keep tabs on electronic snooping for spy and counterterrorism stuff. And we're talking about in 1978, the, the cyber capabilities and the spy capabilities was significantly less than what it is now. Now here's the, 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 the problem is, is that seven, section 702 gets the side eye because it's sneaking into U.S. citizens' info, as they say, accidentally. It, it's not accidentally. Edward Snowden is the one that spilled the beans on this in 2013. And he showed that 702 was like a VIP pass for snooping for the government. And, and Section 702, the people in charge of it swear up and down. It won't peek at your text. It won't peek at your, at, your, at your messages, at your communications whatsoever. But oops, it might grab them by mistake. No, no. Now, they say that there are these minimized procedures, minimization procedures in place to make sure that that can't happen to make everybody feel all fuzzy and warm and, and calm the nerves. But how effective are they really? And are they really being used? So there's this term called upstream collection. Have you ever heard of this? It's like, it's like the NSA's way of catching internet waves at the source. So back in 2017, Section 702 is about to expire. Oh, and by the way, by the way, when they're capturing these waves that are, you know, this wave of information, they're also grabbing a whole bunch of messages, not just the ones about the target that they say. 
Okay, so that's the privacy splash zone. It's getting all over everybody. It's go. It's it's a it's a shotgun. It's not a surgical strike. So back in 2017, Section 702 is about to expire. Everyone's debating: is it protecting us or is it just playing Big Brother? Is it watching everybody? There's people in Congress that they want to keep it around, of course, but they claim that they want to keep it around with some rules. But there's others that say, no, 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 no. We we need to rethink the entire surveillance thing at least i think maybe they they really want to do that i don't i don't trust any politician so i think there's something in it for them but either way then you have the civil groups like human rights watch the eff who are absolutely not on board which you shouldn't be on board either i'm certainly not on board that there there's too much surveillance i mean there's so much information going out how could you possibly decipher what's targeted and what's not so i don't i don't think it, it could ever be that accurate and why would they want to only they're they're specifically going to use it to to use it on other on everybody not just targets they're going to claim they're only watching targets but they're not going to they're not just watching targets clearly so now you got tech companies that are making moves that are that are you know, they want in on this. They don't want to give up their their uh, their info. I mean, they're making money on data. So why would they want why would they want stricter rules? So either way, they're looking for this sweet spot. But here's where it comes into. It comes into this FBI director, Christopher Ray, that is is saying he wants he, we need, he's begging, he's begging for the reauthorization of Section 702. And he says, he emphasizes that Section 702 is crucial for national security, allowing the U.S. government to collect communications of targeted foreigners outside the country without a warrant. And again, the whole reason I went into history is so you would know where it comes from, how it got implemented, how long this goes back, and why they're talking about getting it reinstated because it expired or it's about to expire. And so that's what they're talking about. And you need to know what does it do? It's a massive surveillance program, massive, that they're already using. I would argue this whole talk about reauthorization, it doesn't even need to happen because they're using it. They're going to reauthorize it whether you want it to or not. Okay, that's the whole that's the whole point. But either way, the talks are that he wants to keep it going. And he says the program is set to or they say that program is set to expire at the end of the month unless Congress votes to reauthorize it. Both Republican and Democrat lawmakers express hesitations about renewing the program in its current form. Various legislative proposals aim to reform and safeguard civil liberties. Lawmakers question Ray about periodic misuse of the program by FBI employees seeking information about Americans, highlighting the need to reforms. Senator Mike Lee raises concerns about civil liberties, violations, and expresses skepticism about promised reforms, stating a lack of trust in the FBI's behavior. Yeah, due to recent events. Ray links the importance of Section 702 to the elevated threat level. The elevated threat level. Who? What? Where? What? Oh, you mean that we created, that the U.S. government created by by uh, stoking the fire that is Ukraine and Russia? And then getting involved in the Israel-Palestine thing? I mean, it's like it's like how many fires you want to be in? How many fires you want to try and 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 manage? You dumb fucks. Anyways, the so due to the current, uh, the current what? Anyways, I lost my place. <laughs> Elevated threat level, that's what it was. Elevated threat level, especially, as he says, in the context of the Israel-Hamas conflict and heightened concerns about extremist violence on U.S. soil. Now, here's the issue. It's the language that's being used. Extremist. Well, these days, an extremist is me. 
and anyone who questions and argues that the government is bad. That me, I'm an extremist. I'm almost, I'm on the verge of being considered a terrorist because of the fact that I say fuck the government. Fuck them all. Anarchy is the true way. That's it. Down with government. Period. It's broken. I'm an extremist because of those views. And not only that, like a lot of conservatives are considered extremists these days. If you question medical shit, you're considered an extremist. The way you vote makes you an extremist. So those are, that is dangerous language. Now, Ray goes on to note that the unique challenges of the current climate warns that allowing Section 702 to lapse or amending it in any way that weakens its effectiveness would be reckless and dangerous. Coming from the FBI, who wants more access, they basically want the need to not have a warrant at all. They just want to be able to, we need to come in, we're coming in. So the program faces scrutiny due to improper searches of the intelligence database, including those related to the Capitol riot and racial justice protests. There's a debate over whether the FBI should be required to obtain a warrant before searching the intelligence database for information about Americans. There's a debate about that. There's a debate whether they should need a warrant or not. They should, yes, They should absolutely need. Ray Er argues against this, citing potential delays in addressing national security threats. So he's saying, oh, well, if we got to get a warrant, then it's going to delay our ability to do our jobs. Yeah. Senators Marco Rubio and Mark Warner propose a more limited warrant requirement, mandating court orders for FBI queries on Americans related to criminal evidence, but not searches for foreign intelligence information. Vague, very vague. Senator Dick Durbin acknowledges Section 702 is a critical tool for foreign intelligence, but calls for significant reforms to protect the privacy of innocent Americans. Bro, this, this is the problem. People make it out as though, you know, like this whole ufology argument that, oh, the intelligence communities are holding us back from studying UFOs. And so we can't make any ground because we can't study them properly because of intelligence communities. And I've said for a long time, so get rid of the intelligence communities. Fuck them all. What are they doing for us aside from meddling in foreign affairs and making us the dicks of the world? They're not doing anything. They're bullies and sneaks and thieves that come in, that sneak into your messages and for whatever reason they want. I mean, think about the idea that if if you're in a traffic stop, what's the likelihood that that cop can come up with a reason to give you a ticket. Huh? There's a lot of things, right? There's a lot of reasons he can come up with to give you a ticket. And you think the FBI can't come up with a reason to invade your privacy? No. So I think this all plays into each other. You have this push to remo- remove the, 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 the obstacles the checks and the balances of the FBI for them to get into information. Therefore, the access to spread propaganda and disinformation even more than they do now. As well as extracting, implanting. So it's a two-way, it's a, it's a revolving door for them. If they get that, and that plays right into them being able to spread more disinformation, more propaganda involving ufology, UFOs. I mean, to me, it, it plays it plays right into each other. You've got this idea that we need we need better access, excuse me, to these companies that may have 
evidence of uh, of crash retrievals. And in that same breath, they're going to say, well, in order to do that, we need to we need to do away with these this red tape so we can get through this. You watch. It's going to play right into each other. Oh, well, we can't get into these skiffs due to the red tape. Well, the red tape is also what holds the FBI back. So when you remove that, you potentially give them full access. So I that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm pulling towards. That's what I'm feeling like is I'm feeling like this entire thing is all about national security. And the governments want to get more ground in national security. So they're going to remove the red tape in the name of UFOs to allow us to allow you and me access to what we've always wanted, disinformation. And on the back end, the FBI and all these intelligence agencies are going to get more access than ever before to you. Because while you're looking through the tiny little keyhole that they open up for you to try and look in the room where they hide all the evidence, they're going to be picking your pockets. You watch it. Pick your pockets. I believe I see militia forming. Tinfoil. Militia. Stop, militia. The tinfoil. Militia. I joined the militia, but why would you? What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Gay bomb, yeah. We got a great uh, lineup for you coming up uh, for some shows. Um, man, I mean, we had Mark uh, Michael Cremo. If you haven't checked that out, we had Michael Cremo on our last episode, and it was phenomenal. So so good. The audio on his end was a little weak. Um, man, he's old. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit, man. I, I really was like... I mean, you know, I'm looking at pictures of him and I'm watching interviews of him and then he comes on the show and I'm like, whoa, this guy's way older than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> no disrespect, but it was just like, wow. And so I felt like towards the end of it, he was struggling <laughs> and he choked on his water at one point. My God, my God. You know, I, I had a terrible thought at one point. I was like, oh no, he's choking on his water. And I had literally like the split people on your shoulders and i the devil on my shoulder was like man if he dies on your show you're infamous it, which is terrible and then the other side was like man if he dies on your show it's it's horrible but still like man it would anyways i'm glad he didn't i'm glad he didn't but the levels of infamy that would have taken me to, I'll, I'll never know. Anyways, but I had the thought for a minute. But anyways, I love that guy. It was a great conversation. Uh, anyways, but um, so look, we've got some great stuff in store. we got a, a, a big, huge New Year's Eve show coming up uh, where we're going to break down 2023's best sightings and there's a lot like we're gonna go over a hundred of them i'm sure so it's gonna be a big show we got a lot going on there um and then in january we're gonna have mike rick 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 secker from uh michael rick secker from uh ancient aliens another ancient aliens regular goddamn dude fantastic and i gotta give all the credit to of course myself for sending out the emails but to the tin foil militia for supporting us and just keeping us fueled you know because look i mean Without the support, I'd still do the show, but it would be it would be way the energy would be a lot less. You know what I mean? Like it would just be like I'd be just talking into the ether and with no support, no feedback, it, it'd be really lonely. So thanks to the Tinfoil Militia for keeping me going and keeping me the energy up. Um, I appreciate you all, love you all. And uh, we do the value for value, which is time, talent, and treasure. Uh, you know, I don't like sponsors. I, I thought I tried to do that for a little bit. I, you know, I had Manscaped hit me up and I just, it felt so sleazy and I don't like the whole ad thing. You know, I do radio shit and that whole ad thing, it's just so sleazy. I don't like it. And, uh, and it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to get these cause they don't like something you said or whatever it is. And they pull their advertising and I just don't like it. And I would much rather appeal to the people that already dig the podcast. And, uh, and you know, if you find it in your heart to support time, talent or treasure time being anything links, 
stories that you think I should talk about for this show, facts, fuckery, you know, news stories, whatnot, for the UFO show, uh, your encounters, abduction stories that you think we haven't heard about, evidence, uh, claims, whatever you think that we should be looking at that maybe we're not looking at, especially me, uh, that, that you think I'm too skeptical and I'm missing something. Send it my way. I'm all about it, please. And reach out. Let me know, you know, who you are, how you are, all that great stuff. Cause I, I love talking to everybody. I love it. And then talent. If you have a talent, our friend Casey Armadillo, he does, uh, he does side merch for us. Fantastic. I love that guy. And he reached out. He was like, look, I love the show. I'd love to be able to do some good merch for you. He does super quality stuff. Links are in the show notes for him and his wife. They do a thing called Lizzie's Creations, I believe is what it is. And they can do all kinds of custom merch. Uh, he sent me a bunch of stuff, and it is the greatest. I mean, look at this. I got a wallet. Look at the, look at the wallet he made for me. Aliens don't believe in you either. Me. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's fantastic. Anyways, great guy. And that's what we want. That's what we want is that kind of community that support each other, support us. Um, and and my whole thing was, you know, I was like, look, I don't want to take anything from your shop. If somebody buys merch from you, keep it, dude. Keep it. Put it back into your shop. You know, if, if it ends up where it turns into something and you want to give us a donation, do that. But otherwise... Just take it, whatever liberties you want. Take whatever you want from the show, turn it into merch. I'm all about it. Go for it. And same thing, everybody else out there. Talent, time, talent, of course, treasure is the easiest. Whatever you find value in this episode, this podcast, I mean, turn that into a number, throw it our way in a donation like a lot of people do. We've got a couple donations coming on the main show. Appreciate you very much. Um, We've got, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm so excited. So anyways, I just love everybody. And, uh, and we got big things in store, man, big things in store. And I'm so excited. And so we're looking at a new year coming up and, uh, new things. It's going to be great. Anyways, I love you. And, uh, go to ufonopodcast.net, all things UFO ways to donate some ideas. Maybe you haven't thought of. Um, the 420 donation, one of my favorites, $4.20, $42, or $420, however you want to do it. Um, but I love that one. But any donation, $1, $10, $1,000, doesn't matter. Puts you on the road to Admiral, and um, and we're waiting for our first one. When it does, it's going to be a big deal because I love it. And then uh, you can also join our Discord community on Discord, of course. All the links are in the show notes. And uh, that's it. I love you all. Thank you so much. You mean the world to me. Buy merch. Get involved. Be a donor, not a boner. And uh, be an official tinfoilist in the tinfoil militia. But otherwise, as I always say, stay elevated. Keep your eyes to the skies. Watch your out for the government. They're shiesty bastards. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye.